Hello, hello, and welcome to the final NFL 2020-2021 season podcast in review. Tampa Bay is the champion of the NFL world and live from Tampa. Leo, how you doing? I'm actually live from Title Town. Uh, that's what, mm-hmm. we, what we go by now. Yeah, Not yeah. a Bucks fan, never going to claim to be a Bucks fan, but this is in fact Title Town now. Yep, two titles. Uh, we got the Lightning, and we had and the Rays went to the World Series, and now the Buccaneers win the World Series, making them the first team in NFL history to host the Super Bowl and play in it, um, and then now win it. So uh, let's let's first take a look at what we thought for this game. Um, I'm gonna pat myself all over the back. I I. <laughs> This, this Super Bowl win, I mean, first, Patrick Mahomes not getting a touchdown, the Chiefs not getting a touchdown, is crazy. But. That is insane. It that is my, crazy. That was a shock. If, if you, what, didn't we speak about uh, the prop of, of nobody scoring a touchdown? <laughs> yeah. And I laughed and said, yeah. if either of these guys don't score a touchdown, that's crazy. Yep. Uh, wow. It was crazy. Um. Three field goals, really desperation almost for Kansas City as Tampa Bay, I don't know, Tampa Bay put this game away early. Um, It looked a little iffy when Ronald Jones got stuffed three straight times from the one. Uh, That moment kind of ruined uh, the, the Tom Brady over half a rushing yard for me, so I lost that prop. Um... Let me, let me stop you there. How did you feel? Because that, that play was a very, that fourth down was highly debated where I was watching. Uh, I'm of the opinion that if you're playing Andy Reid and Mahomes, you need seven there. So on the half yard line, I'm going for it, especially when my defense has been playing pretty good. Uh, but there were some opinions in the house that you got to kick the field goal there. Now, so where do you land on that? Kicking the field goal is loser shit. That's, That's how you lose. You're it's on loser the half shit. Yard line against Mahomes, you need seven. How many games do you have to watch of Kansas City to know that you have to get seven? Also, why in the fuck Ronald Jones was getting touches beyond me? But yeah, you got to punch. Okay. You got to yes. punch that ball in. That was the other half of it. Like, if you're gonna go for it on the half yard line, give me a Brady sneak or give me a, a Fournette run or even give me a, a Brady shotgun pass, like. The Ronald Jones run on fourth and a half, that that was the last play that I would have called. Yeah, and you know what? I think it was the last play where Rojo really even got the ball. Um, Congrats to Tampa Bay for realizing that Leonard Fournette was the better running back out of the two through the entire playoff series. Um, What's crazy to me is Tampa Bay made a lot of gaffes in this game. I mean, you come out, you start with Ronald Jones... So first you come out and you don't even run the ball, which was weird as shit because you should have established that balance. This was actually a good team to establish that balance against because they can't stop the run, which turns out in the second half, they just kept running the ball down their throat and that was the end of the game. But really, Ronald Jones getting those fucking touches pissed me off because I had a lot of four net props. I had him to have a touchdown in the first half and a touchdown in the second half. I had him to score two touchdowns in the game. That was his he fucking touchdown. 
Yeah, which which cashed for me, and, and I didn't have a huge position on the four net either way uh, in, in terms of two touchdowns or uh, one in each half. But those were both eight to one payouts, and if Rojo doesn't have that ball and Fournette has the ball, he scores there, which would have given Fournette the two. Um, and I think that game gets a little more ugly. But Kansas City really couldn't get a stop when Tampa Bay decided to be bounced and really couldn't move the ball at all. And it came down to the offensive line. We said this on the preview show. Kansas City was missing their left tackle, their right tackle, uh, and interior linemen. They had their center go out with uh, the haircut issue, which isn't a big deal, but it is something um, these things happen, and you're going up against a defensive line that got back Vita Vea, who's a freak beast, um, it has players like Shaq Barrett and JPP. So this team dominated Kansas City up front. Um, I'm going to tell you the most staggering stat of the day. Mahomes ran for 497 yards in the backfield during that game. Wow. That's how under That's duress he was. Stat. That's how under duress he was the entire game. He was harassed. He almost ran for 500 yards in the backfield just trying to keep away from people. This game happened exactly like if you're in NFL. Okay, there's always talk of quarterbacks. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes now, Aaron Rodgers. These are the, you know, all these golden ponies that run through the NFL and no one can stop them. Well, at the end of the day, do you know that the NFL isn't that complicated sometimes? One team's big uglies beat up the other team's big uglies. The team didn't adjust to it, and they lost. This was very straightforward. And it looked straightforward to me. After the first quarter, you kind of started going, well, Mahomes, you know, they always fall behind. But you don't fall behind to a team that's just whipping you across the board. So, I don't know. I... I I think this is great for the NFL in terms of uh, Tom Brady didn't do anything spectacular yesterday. Like, honestly, when you look at it, Tom Brady got the MVP. Uh, the Gronk plays the two touchdowns, which, shout out to you, you nailed the Gronk, uh, talked me out of going that route. Gronk with two easy touchdowns. Uh, every single person that Tom Brady threw a touchdown to did not have any existence on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers previous to this year. Antonio Brown, um, Leonard Fournette, Gronkowski, Tom Brady, and even your kicker, suck up, right? So he wasn't even on their team. So what for the NFL, this shows you that if you have a good core and a good foundation, you can retool and get and win the Super Bowl quickly. Uh, on the other side, we learned that having an offensive line is probably one of the most important things to do. Um, and without it, even the greatest quarterbacks can yield nine points in a Super Bowl. With two weeks to prepare, nine points. So let me ask you this. Do you think the, the, Bucks, the Bucks' success has been relatively uh, quick? They built this team pretty quick. They got... I know that the core of the team has been there, but like you said, everyone who really had a hand in offense uh, last night and getting them that Super Bowl win just came to the team within the last season. Yep. So do you think that this might create a shift? You know, sometimes we see in basketball, like when the, the Miami Heat and the Boston Big Three formed, all of a sudden the league says, oh shit, that's how we do it quickly. Let's, let's try to do that. Do you think that the NFL will now try to try to 
piggyback on what the Bucks did and said, hey, if we can put together a, a super offense for one or two seasons, let's just do it. You know, fuck building through the draft and all that. Yeah, I just think that the thing that the Tampa Bay Bucks had that no one else really – like, we can talk about the Brady offense, um, but the real story to me is the Bucks defense. And none of them were these expensive, flashy free agents. You know, right. Tom Brady had zero to do with Kansas City scoring nine points. Um, now, Tom Brady gives you leadership in the locker room that can result in – your defense playing better because they're getting better snaps in practice. That's all possible. But Tampa Bay's defense was pretty good at times last year. Uh, they tightened that up. They have a more balanced offense. I don't think Tampa Bay was that far behind to begin with. Um, no, before the season, we said that Tampa's defense had the chance to be elite. It was Jameis turning the ball over that was kind of holding them back a little bit. Yep. And, you know, they had, they had injuries and stuff throughout the year. But in the playoffs, you saw that defense. Yeah, and that, and that's where I go. I don't think the NFL's worried about anything. We'll we'll take an episode to dive into what players do that can erode the value of the league, uh, which is a long, long discussion into, you know, we'll touch on things like Deshaun Watson asking for a trade, Matthew Stafford getting a trade, and things and, and then we can even go back to drafts and, and players that have forced their way to teams. But I don't think that this Eli. Well, before Eli, there was John Elway, and not to go off on a complete tangent, but John Elway refused to play for the Baltimore Colts. Uh, if you really want to talk about detrimental to the league, John Elway then ends up going to the Denver Broncos. The Baltimore Colts fold as a franchise and move to Indianapolis. So when you talk about detrimental to a team, remember nothing that anyone says that uh, you see a lot where they go, oh, well, they signed the contract. Why do they not? That, this is bad for the league. I, I want everyone to realize that John Elway refused to play for Baltimore and ended up in Denver. And because of that, the Baltimore Colts moved to Indianapolis. Um, so when we talk about what's bad for the league, it's going to be tough to top something like that. Uh, the history of the NFL is riddled with things that are more detrimental to the league than what players do today. So um, we can we can put that kind of to bed. I think that Tampa Bay it's a good case study in um, your quarterback can open things up for you. Your quarterback can um, provide you with with stability and then give you additional uh kind of boosts but i don't see this as a uh you know uh, the league worried in any way okay so the landscape of the league doesn't shift with this no i don't really see that um i actually think that we're in a we're in a pretty good spot in terms of turnover in the nfl and what players are getting and uh and what teams are going to be competitive. Um, I think we are in an exploration period of the NFL where people are trying new things out, like what is, what isn't important. Um, do first-round picks matter, i.e. the Rams? Uh, and I think you're going to find that all of these matter with context, and to make broad, sweeping statements probably doesn't capture uh, the intricacies that go on with these business decisions. So... Um, I think the NFL's really fucking happy. I think that Tom Brady winning this, you know, when you look at Tom Brady, yep, I get it. He probably played until he's 48. Uh, but when you look at Mahomes, you go, hey, look, you know, this guy, you know, I'm going to flip this on its head for a second. 
we were talking about Patrick Mahomes being this is the new golden pony. This guy's the best. You know, we were talking. People were talking like that. Um, well, now really, you're uh, you 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 have been beaten by Tom Brady twice in the playoffs. It's going to be tough to ever undo that hurdle for your career. Yeah, no, he needs like eight rings now if he wants to beat Tom. Yeah, and, and I don't know if that does it because you're going to go, okay, well, how'd you do against Tom in the playoffs? And they're going to go, well, we we lost to him twice, once in the Super Bowl and once in the AFC title game. And you go, okay, well, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Like, it, you know, if, if LeBron and Jordan had played each other in the finals and LeBron beat Jordan, this debate about who's better in rings isn't relevant because we saw a head-to-head matchup. We now have Tom Brady, and here's the more damning part, on two different teams beating Patrick Mahomes. I know wins and losses aren't about quarterbacks, but everyone out there who says wins and losses aren't about quarterbacks damn sure are going to be standing on a podium pointing to wins and losses when they talk about their GOAT debate. So yeah, I don't really like the whole QB isn't a win stat thing. I know that that's a popular phrase or saying or a train of thought. Yeah. But wins are definitely a quarterback stat. I don't care. Yeah, where else you putting them? Right. Like, like when I look at the biggest factors. To me, that means that if Jameis was still there, that they could have won. No, that, that no, wasn't going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And look. Sometimes they're skewed. Deshaun Watson goes 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, ends up 4-12. and 12. Quarterback stat, wins and losses aren't a quarterback stat. You're right. But so what we're going to say then is Deshaun Watson, if you had to pick one player on the entire team and you were to, you were to say this is the person that most influences wins and losses, so what we're going to say is Bill O'Brien was more of a factor for the Texans winning than the Texans losing? Is that what you want to do? That's no, where you that's want to not go? That's what I want to do. That's what I'm saying. Like, who wants to make that case? Oh, Bill O'Brien got fired this year and they went 4-12. and 12. I could find more correlations that, uh, you know, well, guess the quarterbacks don't matter at all. You know, it's just all, that's all shitty narrative driven um, with bad context. And I think that now it's not just are we talking that Tom Brady's the GOAT, um, he's now in the pantheon of, you know, uh, I believe he's knocking, he's right there of Tiger Woods' dominance, Serena Williams, um, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yep. Michael so, Phelps. Michael he's Phelps. definitely in that. In pantheon. That yep. He's ascended to the next pantheon. All right. Any other thoughts on this game before we take a swing through some of the props? Yeah, actually, I just want to give a shout out to Levante David and Devin White. Uh, because yesterday when we were talking about this, or Saturday, whenever we spoke last, I I fully expected Kelsey to just have a monster game. Uh, I, I was expecting 130 yards and a touchdown from Travis Kelsey, just some real dominant shit. But every single time I saw Mahomes throw that ball to Kelsey, Levante David or Devin White were in his pocket. Oh, yeah. In his pocket. Yep. Probably could have told him how much change he had in there. Like... I, so I just got to give them a shout out because I, I think that the key to shutting down KC is getting Kelsey under control, and they did that. Yeah, I think the other thing is they um, they were sending blitzes that were getting home. They were they were doing a really good job of I think a really fucking good job with going. Hey, look, when when Kansas City is just going to drop 
you know, the, it, Kansas City ran from a five uh, lineman perspective a lot, which was a huge fucking mistake. Not getting anyone to slow that pass rush down. They were basically losing uh, one versus one versus two versus one versus one versus one. They were losing every matchup. And they never brought extra people in to help them. And Tampa Bay said, we're only going to rush these four for the most part. And then double everyone. Hill's going to get doubled. Gronk's, uh, not Gronk, uh, Kelsey's going to get doubled. And that the, you are in the pocket. When you got two people on you at all times, it's tough. You know, we saw him get open a couple times underneath it and kind of try those like, oh, well, he'll break one. Never could. Just too many players in the backfield closing down. Tampa Bay looked like they were ready to fucking fight from the get-go. And Kansas City, I didn't see that from. I didn't see that ready to fight, um, except from uh, Tyron Matthew, who yeah, got clowned. Matthew, he, he probably made a mistake. I, I, I wouldn't talk to Tom like that during the game. He got clowned. Absolutely yeah. <laughs> clowned. That's Tom Brady, bro. Yeah. When he got up and started talking shit and Brady went back after him, what are you going to, like, let's put ourselves in that position. What the fuck are you going to say to Tom Brady? You're losing. I don't know what you can say to Tom Brady. You're losing by 14. He just, A.B., this was right after A.B. shook Tyron out. Oh, yeah. Put Tyron on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, my God. Skated him across the ice, which again shows you A.B. is a really good wide receiver. So, he cut. He basically cut to the right, cut to the left, cut to the right, cut back to the left, and Tyron, Tyron's knees went different direction, and, and, and it was an easy touchdown. That prompted him to get mad as shit, say something to Tom Brady, and Tom Brady, I guess, turned to him and said, you won't be remembered, they'll put me on the trophy. <laughs> and rolled that out, because what are you, you, you going to say to him, and then... Tom Brady proceeded to continually abuse that Chiefs defense. Um, we saw the Chiefs getting in arguments on the sideline early. Uh, I think that's the, the the case and point of getting your ass kicked and looking around and going, "What the fuck are we gonna do?" And there's no, you don't have an answer. There's no answer. You're gonna get your ass kicked, and that's gonna be the end of it. So I don't understand what what Tyron could possibly think. Um, he did come out and say that Tom Brady said something to him that he can't repeat. Um, and that's that sounds very ominous. And with the racial uh, tension that, that we've seen on the field, you know, we had the Miles Garrett situation. Um, Tyron Matthew said that. Now, I think he said that out of pure frustration uh, because he has since backtracked and deleted that tweet. Um, I wouldn't... Uh, Tom might have said something crazy right there, but some racist, I, I don't think. Tom was no. mic'd up for the whole game. That's why he deleted the tweet. Cause Tom, yeah, if there's there, no way he said some racist. He might have called him a bitch or something like that. Yes, you know? he probably called him a bitch. He probably like said, yes. Yeah. No, and that's, I, I think Matthew, I think that was a, I think that that was how badly Kansas City got beat. Matthew was so fucking angry. He just said something out of frustration. And then when they were like, well, Tom Brady was mic'd up. So if he said something crazy, you know we're all going to know. 
And he said, okay, well, he didn't say anything that crazy. <laughs> so, all right, he's he's yeah. like, okay, well, don't go listen to him telling me I'm a stupid bitch and then he's going to throw for 300 yards and they're going to run the ball down my throat. Just don't, no no, <laughs> no sense going back and listening to that. I just don't think, when it comes to the greats, like the people that we just said and, and that are in the category with, with Brady Woods and Serena and Michael, and you know, I feel like there's a common theme where like, when you talk to them in those big spots, that's just a terrible idea. Yeah. You know, I just finished, this is a little off track, but I just finished watching that Tiger Woods documentary over the weekend. And, um, and I see, you know, I, I think it was heading into the masters or one of those major tournaments. Everyone was down on him. They're saying he's down there throwing dirt on him. He's, he's trash. He's crying. And he comes out and dominates. Uh, we see with LeBron a couple weeks ago, in the last few weeks, we've had a few people talking a little reckless to LeBron uh, on the sideline. And what does he do? He, he turns it up a notch. He dominates. Yep. Uh, when when you get to this caliber of player, you got to leave them alone during the game. I, I don't. You got to be crazy to talk to them. Uh you. It's never worked. So I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't get why you would try. I mean. You got to be either ignorant or unbelievably dumb to talk shit to one of those people. Uh, you just do. Like, right, in the biggest game, like, uh, week 10, fine. You know, like, right. fine. Talk your, in the Super Bowl, I'm shutting the hell up. Personally. Well, we saw a lot of that in Tampa Bay. Uh, Winfield giving the peace sign to Tyreek Hill at the end of the game. Uh, oh, I love that. Oh, everyone did. It was incredibly good. Um, now, the funny moment to me from it was... Tyron, uh, not Tyron, uh, Winfield does it, okay? That was a fourth down play. And then, did you see him panic? Uh, he, because it was a 15-yard penalty. And what he thought was because it was fourth down, it would be, there he was a... He was going to give him a first down. Yes. Now, yeah. it was after the play, but you could see him panic. When he realized that, he was like, I'm going to fucking tell this guy to eat shit. And he does, and he goes, peace out to Tyreek Hill. They throw the flag, and he's like... He's like, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's Did after the play. The side side? I don't know if, if these pictures are going around nationally yeah. or if it's just in Tampa, but I've seen a lot of the side-by-side -side picture of uh, of Tyreek Hill in their last matchup in the regular season giving Winfield yeah. the peace sign as he goes into the end zone. Yep. Oh, uh, it's so beautiful. It was so, you know, I, I had no dog in the fight, but seeing Winfield get his revenge right there, that it, it was beautiful. So let's take a look real quick at how we did on some of these prop bets. There are still some props that are undecided, uh, which I haven't seen cash out. And those are ones where announcers, uh, the announcers had to say a certain word. We did like coronavirus and pandemic, and I haven't seen them pay out. So I, I don't want to officially say how they did. Um, Kansas City not scoring a touchdown at all kind of fucked me up because I had that Tampa Bay uh, bucket from 7 to 20. I needed one touchdown to drop me into that bucket. Um, and they never did it. So I didn't do well on that. Uh, let me tell you what, Kansas City to score first and lose was 4-1. to one. Uh, We didn't take it, but they kicked that field goal to get the first score, which did cash the which team will score first, Kansas City. Total points, we went even with plus money. It ended up 31-9, 40 points, even. Plus, yeah, I know. Um, that worked out well. Uh, we had we did go Gatorade. We both took different colors. We took orange. I took white. It went blue. Um, Bruce Arians. We went red. Uh, he wore the white hat to start the game. Um, All right, but does him does does him not? I mean, I saw the red on him eventually. I yeah. Don't count. 
No, no, it, it had to be what he started with, I guess, because I took an L on it. Um, we'll we'll see if they come back and change. Sometimes they do come back and change it, but I took an L on that one. Uh, I saw him up, man, in a red hat. I'd want my money if I bet that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, I'll tell you what, a lot of these props do get debated like that, um, contestly, and we might see them just pay that and say nobody wins, which the bookies don't mind doing. Uh, we had any time touchdown. We had Travis Kelsey, who didn't get in. Uh, but we did have Fournette and AB, and they both cashed. Um, hey, man, I, I told you that if AB played a decent amount of snaps, I thought that there was a high likelihood of scoring. He scored, and I think he's going to be back in Tampa next year. Early prediction, AB's going to have a monster year next year. AB in probably let Godwin walk. Um yes. I, I we the first touchdown didn't pay out. Uh, no was a hundred to one. That was that was funny. Could have paid out for the Kansas City side. Um, we had gone with Hill and Tampa Bay and Kansas City uh, defenses. None of them happened. Um, it was it it was a fun little thing to go for because for a while there wasn't a score, so you were live across the board. Most of the player props all hit. Um, Leonard Fournette rushing. You talked me out of Gronk, which saves me. Um, Kelsey over 98. Talk about garbage time. I mean, Kelsey got fed in garbage time. Um, he ended up over 98? Yeah, he ended with 100 and something, like 106. Oh, wow. That was a quiet 106. Yeah, he got it all. He Not all, but he got a chunk of it in, the, I would say, the last, like, three drives where they, they moved the ball, like, two first downs, and that was the end of the ball game. Um, yeah, they... Come on, give me the stats. They they just really, really couldn't. Kelsey finishes. Kelsey finishes with ten receptions, so he hit our over receptions of seven and a half and a hundred and thirty three yards. Actually, that's about where I pegged him to be with a touchdown. Yep. I just it didn't look like that's where he got to, but I know it just didn't feel it didn't feel good at all. Um, I had Mahomes to be the first person to throw a pick. That worked. I had over one and a half picks. That works. Thank you, Mahomes, for both of those. Um, and that was really because I thought the offensive, the defensive line would get after Mahomes and force errant throws. I don't think he had too many errant throws. A lot of his balls, you saw it. How many of Mahomes' passes got knocked around and caught by the defense? That tells you how many people are in the secondary, by the way. When the ball's getting bounced around and there's like four Tampa Bay Bucks you know, in the air, moving for the ball. They're all back there. So, um, I took an L on Mahomes' longest pass over 40 yards. Uh, so, that wasn't great. Receptions for Kelsey, receptions for Brown. Both of those hit. Uh, Mahomes' first rushing attempt, over four and a half. He Remember, he ran for that 10, like 11 yarder. That was the first yeah, rush yeah, they had. Third and eight, right? Yep, so he covered that. Uh, Tom Brady first rush over half a yard. Tom Brady never rushed until he, until the end of the game, which was a kneel. So that was a loss. Um, and then on the we had the first drive would end in uh, anything other than a punt or a scoring. So basically a turnover or a loss of down like fourth. Um, they actually punt the ball, so that took an L. Um, but for the most part. It was all wins, man. We we we. It sounds did. like you made a couple dollars last night, huh? Well, I had I had two chunks of money, one in prop bets and an equal amount on Tampa Bay plus three, so I did very well. <laughs> I had a great fucking game. Um, I wasn't going to bet, you know. On our preview episode, I said I wasn't going to put any money on it. I was yeah. just going to sit there and watch. 
But as soon as I heard AB was playing, uh, one of my boys who was very confident in the Chiefs asked me if I wanted to put some money up, and I did end up making a nice little bet on Tampa and winning some money last night. So yeah. I'm happy. Good. Shout out to Tom. Good. Yeah. Look, he's making everyone money. Um, we also had we also had a fun prop that someone would hit a crossbar. It didn't happen. Um, oh, I know. Hey, when a uh, suck up suck up kicked like a fifty. Three yarder, I think, at some point. Yeah. And right when he kicks it, I was thinking Dude, about the yes. like, this is, <laughs> this is a, we. What's funny is uh, we were watching it with a couple people, not too many. And uh, I, I, I told everyone the props I had. So when you saw that ball kind of like eat to the right, right off his foot, you're like, oh man, that's it. That's gonna fucking. Na- it didn't. It curled back in towards the middle. Uh, we did not successfully. We had a couple other fun ones. Um, the over one and a half uh, to- times that they would measure a ball, measure a spot they didn't measure. Um, so that 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 lost us. Um, we had that Bill Belichick would be mentioned, yes. Um, and then I think the one the, the prop that I had the most money on but had the least payout for me was that a, any player would go over a hundred yards receiving, well any wide receiver tight end. Um, it looks scary as fuck for most of the game because I was like, damn, I've got a decent chunk on this. Um, it was minus 360, but it pays out with Kelsey. So, yeah, all in all, uh, landmark day across the board. Big wins. Uh, we, we called the game right. You, I, I would say you nailed every – you almost nailed every single point that Tampa Bay got. Calling out Grant, calling out A.B., Calling out Fournette, so honestly, I should have just listened to that bit of yours, and this would have been maybe my best gambling day besides the Lamar MVP that I've had. Honestly, I wish that FanDuel Sportsbook was legal in Florida, because I would have bet all those props if I could just open my FanDuel app and do it, Uh, but it's not, so I didn't bet on those props. (laughs) Yeah, they're only in Michigan and Virginia, but they will be at, you know, they're going to add all year long, Um, so... All right, that wraps it up for me. Any parting thoughts? Nah, the NFL season's in the books. We got through a COVID season. We didn't have any cancellation. Well, we had some postponements, but we yep. made it through the season successfully. And now it's draft time, which is kind of one of my favorite times of the year. I like I like doing all the draft homework and hoping and wishing that the Titans take my player and yada yada. So, uh, I mean, I guess we're in off-season mode. We're in off-season mode, which means we'll probably bring you NFL pods every two weeks. We're going to be going to NBA heavier uh, as that starts to crank up. And yeah, big shout-out to the NFL. You know, when the summer was going on, every single, you know, uh, what do they call them? Epimologist? The science dudes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, they they basically said that there's no way this is going to work. At the beginning of the season, the Titans had the outbreak. It pushed the Bills game around. It pushed the Steelers game around. It moved their bye. And people were like, why are we doing this? What's going on? Why are we even having the season? You know, and all this fucking crybaby bullshit. Um, and guess what? Not a single game went unplayed. The Super Bowl was played on its date. The playoffs were largely unaffected. And when you look back at the season, the teams that won and made the playoffs, I don't believe have any correlation to whether they won or lost the game due to COVID or COVID scares during their season. So 
I think this is a huge round of applause for what the NFL was actually able to pull off in terms of 53-man rosters, you know, 40-man coaching staffs, um, man and man and woman, um, the the 11 referees, you know, like it's just it, it, the the pure volume of people they had to constantly interact with, adjust to. We got Tuesday night football, which we loved. We got Wednesday night fucking football, which we loved. We got two Monday night games over and over again. We had some Saturday games. Honestly, we had more football than we've ever thought we wanted. We ended up wanting all of it and more. I think it's a blessing for the NFL to get through it. And we'll turn our attention to bringing you NBA. Um, As the NFL season closed out, uh, last thing, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. We gave it out 25 to 1. It was part of the package where you could take Lamar Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. So we're on two years in a row of getting the MVP right and giving you great odds with it. Lamar and now Mahomes, that's 100 to 1. That's 25 to 1. I mean, how bad of a season do you have to have where 25 to 1 doesn't make it up for you? You know, so uh, we are bringing you those winners right now in the NBA. Who do we have, man? We got Embiid. And he looks like he's the champion. Uh, I mean, Embiid, LeBron, those, those are the two really right now, I think. And, and other than those two, there's a couple that are probably trailing behind and, and still have a shot at it. But right now, this is a two-man race. Two-man race. So we may get that MVP right, too. So, all right. And Steph Curry, though. Don't sleep on Steph. Nah, yeah. You can't. It's just... He's, he's in the shadow. Yeah. There with LeBron and, and Embiid, but he's in the shadow, and he's looking over at them like, mm, I want some of that. It's going to be tough to not give it to Embiid if they end up with the one seed in the East, truthfully. That's um, just, if you can beat out that Knicks team, the the Nets team, the Bucks, you know, and establish that dominance. But we'll get into that later. Uh, you can find me at PickandPlay37 on Twitter. You can find Leo at Pick and Scroll Hoop. Remember, rate, subscribe, review, reach out to us. Here comes the NBA season. That means our NBA gambling is going to be up. That means our long shot props are going to be up. We're going to be bringing you analysis on all the young players, the old players, uh, and maybe some extracurriculars that happen off the court. So remember, stay safe out there, and we look forward to hearing from you.